0: is welcome to a Geekscape special all about Netflix's Iron Fist series. But before we get started, I have been getting a lot of emails uh, and comments about when and if Geekscape, the weekly podcast, is coming back, and I now can make an announcement. So if you guys are listeners, loyal listeners to the long-standing Geekscape uh, podcast, 10 years plus, um, you guys know that I, I took a giant hiatus after November. Uh, we came back from shooting the film in Brazil. Uh, and I just was like, "Hey, I got to take a hiatus after 10 years of doing the show." Um, and on top of that, I wanted to do something new uh, with the show. I wanted to bring the show to a different level. Uh, I felt like the show had just kind of become uh, a redundancy. That you know, when we started podcasting over 10 years ago, we were fresh, we were new. The freshness, in my opinion, had kind of gone away. Uh, it was no longer unique. And I wanted to find a way to inject it with that again. So, lo and behold, we are joining a brand new network. Just the Geekscape podcast. We still have all the shows on the Geekscape network, which we've been adding a few. Uh, we've got uh, Seven of Nine, our Star Trek Voyager podcast. We've got uh, a brand new one called the 90s TV Hour. That our uh, longtime Geekscape this has been with us the entire time Jenny Masso is uh, is hosting. Check those things out on the Geekscape.net website. But... I want to tell you guys that Geekscape, the show, the big one, uh, the long-standing one, is joining the, uh, the Westwood One Podcast One network. It's something that we've been going back and forth with over the last month and a half, two months. Uh, my old, old, old friend Kelly from before Geekscape is over there, and she reached out and she said she wanted something like Geekscape. She wanted Geekscape. I said, all right, well, let's put it together and let's figure out how to do the show properly the way I want to, so I want to bring you guys bigger guests, I want to bring you guys the weekly show, I want to keep bringing you guys specials with Ian, I still want to bring you guys podcast specials at places like WonderCon, Comic-Con, things like that, things that I've kind of started going away from. Really, simply, I just wanted to bring you guys better Geekscape, and I wanted to have the resources and ability to do that, and I believe that Westwood One and Podcast One are going to allow me to do it, so get ready, it'll probably be in late April, we start launching the... The old show in a brand new way, but that's the announcement. And uh, if you've been waiting for a weekly Geekscape to come back, uh, you're going to get it. So be happy and be thankful to the folks at Westwood One that uh, they wanted to bring us into the family. So we're excited about that. Let's get to the special. Netflix's Iron Fist. This one uh, came out with a lot of controversy, even before the show Uh, was released. It seemed like just as soon as Finn Jones was cast in the role of Danny Rand, the internet blew up about uh, all the issues of casting yet another white savior in a kung fu uh, or uh, Asian-leaning series or show or film. And um, that controversy continued through the release of the series. I think it still hangs with with the series. And now we've seen all 13 episodes, so I'm sitting here with Ian Kerner, who... If I'm going to watch a Netflix special based on a comic book series, it's going to be with him. Uh, do we want to talk about the controversy? Do we want to talk about the series? We can, do we, we want start to talk off about, about the all this controversy? Stuff? You yeah. Know, um... So, you guys, we're going to go way into the spoilers on everything, and I want to prepare you guys off the bat. So, if Ian needs to say something out of episode 13, be ready for it. If you haven't watched all of Netflix Iron Fist, this is your warning to either give up caring or go and watch them right now. Um, First off, did you enjoy the series? Overall, I did. Yeah, I okay. did. I, I did mean, there, well.
1: there, there's a lot of criticism about it, which, of course, you know, anyone that's listened to our podcast knows we're going to get into it. And, mm-hmm. You know, there's always the infamous, you know, at the end after my criticism, you look at me going, "Are you sure you liked it? <laughs> did you enjoy this?" But, but, but you know, I think I think the both of us felt this way was that you know that there's there's a lot wrong, but there's still a lot right. You know, I'm glad they're making mm. these things. Um, yes,
0: I, I, I'll just tear it up right now. T I E R, tear it up. Uh, Daredevil. My favorite. Is still incredible as far as the Netflix offerings go. Uh, Luke Cage, I really enjoyed. Yeah, Uh too. Jessica Jones, I enjoyed for, for a bit. I'm really excited about Jessica Jones season two because the, I think there's the a lot The thing
1: about incredible. Luke Cage and Jessica Jones is they're polarizing because what's great is. These Are they hat- polarizing? Well I'll tell you why, because there's a certain niche, you know, and much like the movies, you know, Luke Cage really followed that black exploitation. Sure. sure. You know? And and Jessica Jones, frankly, I mean, is polarizing in a sense of you know of you know women Love it. There's a market that loves Jessica Jones that I've, I know a lot of people I know who never watched any of the rest, not interested in any of the rest, and they just love it.
0: I agree with you on that one. I've met several of those people, yeah. yeah.
1: And amongst our friends, we pretty much all have the same complaint, that it goes on longer than it should. Sure. I've said numerous times, we did the special. You know, if it, if it had been on ABC the way it was originally developed, Jessica Jones, and they'd done a case of the week which was like the comic, mm-hmm. I think it actually would have worked better for that and you spread the purple man over. Sure. But, but, and I really want to get into this with Iron Fist because Netflix now has a formula. And I think that I think we saw a little problem with the formula in Jessica Jones. I think we see a big problem with the formula in Iron Fist.
0: And what about Luke Cage as well? Because there's a bit of that formula again in Iron Fist. And I thought it was more familiar to Luke Cage than it was with Jessica Jones so, in a sense. So,
1: so let's talk about what the formula is. In season one of Daredevil... Where it was great, it was an origin. We got a 13-part origin of Daredevil, you know? And they really developed the character, and they really, they made him Daredevil. He wasn't Daredevil at the beginning, and that's why the last episode's called Daredevil. Because sure. he doesn't really become our Daredevil until then. And, and as much as I love it, I like season two better, because now he's really Daredevil. Yeah, in the you know, it's like the it's just, Yeah, and Elektra, and it's just awesome. It's awesome, yeah. But, but, but the point is that, okay, but, but I think it's so brilliant for what that was, to take the time and tell that story. You know, they know they have the time. And one of the biggest complaints in general with the Netflix shows, very much a, a, a relevant complaint with Iron Fist, is the pacing. Mm-hmm. Because they know they have that time. And what, what people need to realize is, you know, you watch, credit's 13 episodes. It isn't really. The formula going back to House of Cards is they're doing a 12-hour movie sure. in 13 parts. Sure. You know? And that's what it is. You know, there aren't the beats. It's not like watching 24 and every hour has all the same beats. You know, when you watch it, you know, when when you when you sit down and try to watch it all together, it doesn't work. Yeah, Netflix is designed does not have a beginning, middle, and end, right? Exactly. So, I mean, they, they end on a note, you know, there's a little bit of one. You know, there's some nuances. A but little bit
0: that lingers uh, into the next episode, but for the most right. part, it's something introduced in scene one of that uh, episode is not what the, the final image is as well.
1: And if you notice, and, and I always binge these, you know, as you yeah. know, and part of that's, you know, going back to the other people can... I don't want anything room for me. I want to get ahead of it. But what I noticed about Netflix shows in general, and again, not just Marvel ones, True a Bloodline, True a House of Cards, the first episode of two, you could just watch them. You know, watch one, watch two. Once you hit episode three or four, they start really getting going. And I find that if you wait till the end of the episode, you think you to stop there. You're not. It's going to pull you right in. Right. If you want to stop a Netflix show because you're tired, you want to go to sleep, you have something to do. <sighs> you stop in the middle of an episode. Mm -hmm. You know, one of those moments is a little bit of a a slower moment because the end of the episode is going to pull you into the next episode. You know? So that's a finding, And and that's very true of the Marvel stuff. Sure. Right? Um, And obviously, being a comic, but again, even going back to its comic book origins, a comic book is, you know, an issue every month like that and the nature of these isn't that.
0: No, it's not. It's not a different villain every month.
1: Right. So when we talk about they take a while to get going, well, they take their time because they're doing... A 12 hour movie mm-hmm. You know When you think about it like that Guess what Act one Is four episodes Right You know yeah,
0: That's true here For sure That's it, what in, in act in the first four episodes Of this There's still A pretty heavy reliance On Danny Having to get back Into his company And also What happened in the plane And him Coming back out To the world And showing Right it. And also well, uh, we, we gotta go back To that controversy But Yeah And this will and tie it in Is that uh, that first episode, for me, I was like, well, wait a minute. Um, he's wiser now. He is back in this world. Uh, it, it ha- I love how quick the series started. Like, like, first scene, he is trying to get back into Rand, right. and he's trying to reestablish himself as Danny and, Rand, and I, and I loved that, because it was quick.
1: Well, uh, that's another part of the formula. They throw right. you in, and then... In every other one, you got some kind of origin thing so, later. Yeah, you get a little one bit One of, of my a, biggest a, complaints with this show yeah. is we don't get enough of that. We get a little bit. We do see the, the snippets about you know the, the crash, and we, we get sure. the exposition about Conlan. I was definitely disappointed to not actually see him young and training a lot. I, I, I hoped for and somewhat expected at least an episode of that. Right. Instead, we got snippets here and there, and I would have liked more of that. And
0: a lot of that is later on. Uh, there was a... I thought that Danny's character was a little naive early on, and a lot uh, naive, like a lot of naive. naive and, and, I, and I'm sitting here going, "Well, he's a little bit too much of a rube," um, and it, it, it almost made me kind of uh, distance myself from the character because, I'm like, well, what, what is all this? He is the immortal weapon stuff, and like, what test did he actually pass right. in order? We you know, well, that's just it. We didn't he, see anything. We didn't see the like training. We, you know, uh, you know. That I mean, being said, when the second Colleen Wing joins the series, she, she, she pulls a Luke Cage, and by Luke uh, Cage, I mean like in Jessica Jones, the Luke Cage scenes
1: were yes, awesome a, like across the board. Really everyone says, and I do going in, and I definitely, definitely feel this way. She's the best thing about the show.
0: Um, I have my favorite. It's not
1: Colleen Wing, but I, I know, <laughs> but, but, but but I think but, but, she's amazing. Yes, yes, but well, look, so 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 the other side of it is the legacy characters. Sure, you know, is Jerry Hogarth and Claire Temple, they're awesome. Right, yeah. and you know, and I've even seen some criticism that they almost make the rest of it look bad because they're such strongly drawn characters coming from the previous series that you know they all, Some people say they highlight, you know, um, some of the uh, deficits right. that are present here.
0: Well, I, I mm, yeah, no, they are really clearly drawn, but I also I'm in love with some of the new characters as well. But with uh, the introduction of Colleen. It's cool. I mean, we've already met Misty Knight and Luke Cage. Right. We're gonna get our daughters of the dragon going. But what do you think about the casting? I mean, she's great. She's relatively. I unknown. thought she was great. And she, you know, but now we've got this criticism that was right off the bat. So, so, so
1: we're going back to the whitewashing. Okay. Like so, the, so, it's, so here's it's, the thing. Yeah. Well, first of all, we could discuss the the casting. That's only one facet of the casting, but you know i had to really sit down when i first saw the controversy here and really think about this you know and should and,
0: iron fist be played by an asian a, and, player, and that's the or, thing is right.
1: the story is the story now there are a lot of asian people felt but there was an opportunity to change it the sense is this is the story the dated story that it is is very much this caucasian industrialist you know son of an industrialist because the industrialist is there right. the parents die hands up there and you know, he ends up and grows up and then suddenly becomes a master. And what I think a lot of Caucasian people don't recognize is the slap in the face is this idea that a Westerner can show up and suddenly, you know, it's not part of his heritage, and yet this, this notion that he then becomes the best. Right. There's an implied idea of racial ethnic superiority mm-hmm. that he can show up and be there and do that. I think it's taking it too far, but it's not... It wouldn't Without be merit. fair, right. yeah. It's not. It wouldn't be fair to to totally um, disregard the notion and the slight because it's certainly something that's been present in, in other media in the past, right? And, so, and that's how that kind of story is viewed. Last Samurai is an example. There've many, been many examples. They just came out with a Great Wall, right? With Matt exactly. Naaman, and it's like, Wait, there you go. Same,
0: uh, that being said, having watched the series and, and Finn Jones, like, remember his Twitter problems. Yeah. Where he, you know on Twitter he spoke up and was like, "Hey, just watch the series." Having watched the series, I don't think Danny's perfect. I don't think he's the savior. For some reason, D- he ended up as the as the he ended up as the uh, D- as, as the weapon. But he learns from Devos. He learns from these other Asian characters. He learns from White Tiger, who's an ethnic character. He learns from other things. He's not a great. He's not the best fighter. He gets his ass handed to him in a few different ways. And without the actual immortal weapon, there's uh, wh- many parts where he would actually have gotten his ass kicked.
1: Well that's an interesting debate about the series and now you're speaking to aspects of it that I think are places where it was weak. Right. Um, I don't think that, that, I don't agree with your statement because here's the thing. The Davos thing, it's very simple. When it comes down to it, he doesn't use the Iron Fist to beat Davos. Right. He kicks his ass and the statements made is that he beat him before Davos makes the comment, oh, I don't know why like, Kong, you know, the Thunderer, chose him over me. Well, the reason he chose him over me, it's made pretty clear because he's better. <laughs> he right. is better. They fight and he beats him. He's better. And it ain't the first time is what they tell us.
0: But what I'm you saying know? is he still doesn't have all his faculties. He's not he perfect, but that's not the point. Fist heals. But, he doesn't know Aaron Fitzheels. He doesn't know a but, lot but of... But
1: that, that doesn't... Right. That doesn't undermine the idea that he was the best there. He rose the ranks. This, you know, Guilo shows up and he becomes their best. So should the character have been cast differently? well, Well, I don't think he should because the source material goes deeper than even what we've seen here. Right. You know, there's aspects of it that it's actually very important to the character that he be this clueless Caucasian guy. That's the thing, is it's about more than that he's the Iron Fist in Kunlun and in fact, and it's arguably one of my issues with the show, but the story they're telling is him in New York... The fish out of water who belongs in this privileged world, and yet he doesn't. You know, he's the scion of that, and yet he's been gone, and now he comes back to it. He's a fish out of water there, even though he looks the part. He's a fish out of water, you know, in Cumberland everywhere else, because he doesn't look the part, but he's part of that. And then ultimately, what we're all waiting for is, then you have, you know, the dichotomy of him with Luke Cage. Right. You know, he's the street level guy with, you know, the guy in the running around Harlem, you know, and look at this. There's no one whiter in the world than this guy.
0: <laughs> this ivory tower dude. Yeah. yeah.
1: Sure. So, so no. So this story, I think it's very important that he is exactly of the racial makeup that he is. So that's why I have strongly disagreed with, you know, the idea of this whitewashing. Right. And if you cast, you know?
0: if you cast the, an Asian as Iron Fist, you pretty much negate the need for a Shang-Chi series.
1: And that's where I I was going to go as well is one of my disappointments like I really want that series. One of my disappointments was there was a rumor that Shang-Chi was going to be in this Mm -hmm. and my feeling was great. You put Shang-Chi in this it's a great way to introduce him and then you don't need Danny Rand to be Asian because you have Shang-Chi. Right. So when he wasn't and fine, rumors are rumors but I think that was a missed opportunity.
0: But we have Colleen and Colleen's really Colleen's fantastic.
1: But, but it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. You know? Um, I read
0: it something online that, that now there's a potential for Danny, again, learning to be a better fighter from Shang-Chi. Who absolutely. Gonna, yeah,
1: so like season two could develop him well, as well, a... Well, I, I have a lot of ideas about season two, but, but let, let, me, let me... Just since we're on the whole notion sure. of the whitewashing, you know, there's another aspect of it. I want to talk about Colin Wing. You know, the, making her romantic interest. Ever since the MCU started, they've certainly taken certain things from the ultimate line. Sure. You know, even though not completely. So, a romance between Danny and Colleen was an aspect of the ultimate line. It's not, there's not much to it because they're not in a whole lot of books. Right. But he had a baby in that line, all that. You know, for me, you know, the Misty Night danny Rand relationship is, I mean, this is the classic relationship. This is a big deal. You know, um... So I was really kind of bothered that they went there. And yet, I loved Colleen, and it really... It did work for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm not... Ultimately, I'm not that bothered. I really did like it, you know? But... And one of the things I thought about is I I wondered if, on a certain level, being mindful of the potential, because, listen, I'm sure they were writing long before the White Washington controversy, but maybe not, you know? I mean, they certainly wrote a lot of this, you know, after casting. Sure. Um, And giving... The Asian character, the prominent role, you know, in that way, might have been half of an answer to that.
0: There's also, uh, as far as the relationships, when we see the Defenders and we see Jessica Jones and Luke Cage together, fans are going to want to be like, okay, well, I know that he's with uh, Claire, Claire. at what point does he go back to... Doesn't, it doesn't necessarily. Or, Look,
1: you know, in, in when, the com- they're you know, not together anymore think, in the comic.
0: I think when the fans, are, the, the comic fans are watching this and they're like, okay, when do things realign themselves towards uh, the books that I'm familiar with?
1: But that's just it. You know, I, I'm actually wondering, in, in the current Jessica Jones comic, uh, they're not together anymore. She went undercover. Sure. No one knew. And, you know, she went to jail and this whole thing. And then she took the baby, whatever. Um I gotta wonder if that wasn't a hey, they're not gonna be together in the show, let's make it look like that. You know? At the same time, the creator of the comic was the creator of the character. You know, but they actually have the original team, the alias team, on the current book. And Mm -hmm. you're not reading it, are you? I am reading it. Oh, I love it.
0: But the setup looks like it's about to resolve itself.
1: I don't know if it's gonna completely resolve. He's not forgiving her. Okay. Remember he walked away. Right. So anyway, we don't need to go on a giant comic book. Tangent, because a lot of listeners won't be reading And the weekly it, show's coming back. So yes, yeah. that's, that's so yeah, we could do that. <laughs> I haven't done comics with you in a long time, um, but um, yeah, I, I, I just wonder that. So that's what one aspect. And listen, I, I know we only have a limited time, so we're not going to let's not spend all our time sure. there. Uh, going back, you know, we were talking, and it was a good opportunity to discuss the controversy. But we're talking about the formula and how it applies here. So you know, and I was saying that you know, after Daredevil season one, I feel that they've decided. They want to do an arc where it's not going to start off being the comic you know. They want the season to get you to the place where, at the end of the season, you have that. My complaint in Jessica Jones was, all right, she, was a, she already had, was, you know, Alias Investigation. She had it, but it wasn't successful. Sure. As opposed to when the car- character was introduced in the Marvel Universe in the Alias comic... The Marvel Universe was so firmly set, and wasn't like they have to worry about, oh, well, we can't get that guy from the movies here. The very first comic, here's Jessica Jones, and Captain America has a problem come to her. Sure. You know, and every issue was she was the person that people in the community went to, you know, because they knew her. So they, it, it was somewhat clever to utilize the events of the season you put her in that place where now she's the person that people have that kind of problem they're going to come to. And there
0: are shout outs to you Jessica know? in Iron Fist. There are, yeah. yeah.
1: But um, So ultimately I like that and yet the season would have been stronger for her already being established. And you could add one or two more right.
0: cases in there, sure. So,
1: so so, now let's talk about Iron Fist. So you've, you've already made comments about he has so much to learn and I think ultimately that's our really big problem. He's supposed to be the fucking Iron Fist. You know? <laughs> Supposed to show up and be the baddest of the bad, and he ain't. Well,
0: but if he does on episode one, where does he go over thirteen? But that's just episodes? it, you know. I, I think the, I, I kind of liked the fact that we're still seeing this hero come together.
1: My problem with that is, what were his experiences in on about? Fine, if it's about street smarts, you know. Um, listen, everyone says. And listen, it, it was a great way to make him realize he has a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. However, everyone goes, you know, the shining moment when you look at the newsreel and you see what a real Iron Fist is like. Yeah. You know? That's what you wanted in the series. You know? We shouldn't have to wait for season two to get it. Or the, or the Defenders. Yeah, but we're not, I don't think we're going to get it by Defenders.
0: You want him to just put that wrap around his head. Of course you want you Get that. going, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, like, he should have earned that there. Was, is it interesting to me ultimately that, well, he's a lot to learn? Well, here's my big problem. I think they missed a very big opportunity. We never get the motivation for why he left Kun Lun. I mean, other than the implication of, well, I felt lost. I want to go back and see, you know, my and life. I want to get my company but back and find out, yeah. He became the Iron Fist. He's talking about how it's, you know, it's his responsibility and he's the defender of Kun Lun. God pretty much took the thing and left. Yeah. You know, I mean, ultimately, and we'll get into the end of it, but Davos comes on the screen and, god damn it, Davos is right.
0: He's totally pissed. You absolutely abandoned your position.
1: You know, I mean, I was like, I was like, this is, I was literally waiting all the whole time. And to me, I felt that the writers actually, they actually gave their answer in their own story, which was if they'd only written in some way that he found out that the hand was in New York, that we're in his company, he then he to had go a motivation. Them. And it still could have been, they're going to say, well, no, you can't go. And he goes, well, I got to go. Our, 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 we only exist to eliminate the hand, right. But the <laughs> argument could have been, yes, but we exist to eliminate the hand, but you have to protect us here from the hand. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, but I got to go there. That's where they are. And it's my company, too. I have two reasons. As it is, it's sort of a coincidence. Sure, he does. I mean, it's, like, it's not hands. even sort of a coincidence. He was near there because going to meet with Madame Gao but it just so happens where he ended up is the place that's the ancestral enemy of the hand who's already in his company and taking him out. Really? Sure. I mean, I don't know. And it wasn't like Madame Gao killed his parents that you learn later on. Right. She just happened to be involved with, with Meacham. Right. You know? And he did it and she didn't even want him to do it. So, that stuff really bugged me. Um, going back a little further, Davos in Daredevil, when we see the heroine, we see the packet the steel serpent we see symbol. the steel serpent symbol that is Davos for me, yes, for in me the it comics. was a, it was a cop out for that not to be the steel serpent, but again, it comes back to their formula. If the steel serpent was behind the heroine, then you 're presupposing that Fist's whole origin and Davos's whole origin, and everything about him becoming you know. The Steel Serpent it's has corrupted. already happened, right? and he's already acting in the world, you know? So I get it, but I thought it was a cop-out just to be slavishly ad- adhering to that formula. You know, um, I hear you, It'd be, it's cool to see him learn stuff and help and all that, sure. Um, well, you want the, a little bit of a journey, sure. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, he either shouldn't already be the Iron Fist, which would have Created its own issues. Serious about him, but, yeah, and yeah. Kunlun just um, Trading. I like the idea that he has more to learn. Um, I find it really odd that he was able to be the armistice and leave while he still had it to learn. Um, I I look at the ending and I go, all right. So K'unlun's gone. Am I hoping season two is the other immortal cities, and that and you know and having to go through the trials of the combat between them, and then he really. Steps up and becomes the Iron Fist. That'd be badass. Yeah, that, that, that's that's the shit. You know, <laughs> a patented Ian Kern of the shit. Right. Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, that that's fractions. You get to see run. all the different powers. That's yeah. what you want. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so yeah, my, my gut was we had two aspects of the ending there. That you know, the other was a Davos with Joy, which I very much want to discuss at length. Um, my gut is we don't get that in Defenders. The idea is, no. well, he couldn't get the con lunch, and now he goes back to New York, and now he's dealing with stuff. Um, you know, halfway through, as a comic book fan... Defenders it, is all about the hand, I'm guessing. Exactly, that. exactly. So halfway through, you see Bakudo. If you really know the comics well, you know that Bakudo was you know, a, a minor um, daimyo of the hand. So it's pretty much called out. The fact that he and uh, Colleen are in red in every scene Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of a nod. Again, on the show, we haven't seen it, but for a comic reader, you know, the hand all wear red. It hasn't been they the case. They red the sashes, for sure. Oh, they, they, they were wearing red suits, yeah. Yeah. it's awesome. There's it always red suits. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a little interesting, and you know, you get into the racial aspect of it, but you know, throughout, all Madame Gow's hand, you know, like, they're all like a bunch of bruises, and, and they're not hand. As a comic fan, they yeah, don't, they're see, not ninja. You know, you see
0: them as ninjas mm-hmm. in Daredevil 2. When there's
1: great, right. I love that 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 scene in the hospital where they just see them right, that's swarming awesome. the side and, of the and, building. And 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 the one scene where Meechum with the group of them go, mm-hmm. you know, and, I, and actually I loved that scene. But in that moment, I was like, oh, it's really the hand. Well, you know, um, when they go to the triad after after Joy got hit.
0: Well, my favorite character in the whole thing is Howard Meacham. Okay. I think he's... So that's old. interesting. Well, well, what's interesting about him is that from the get-go, and this is what this, this is the formula that I saw similar to Luke Cage was around episode six or seven, uh-huh. you introduce a brand new villain, you swap villains, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like in this one, you've got uh, Papa Meacham, right. Back from the Dead, and, uh, you know... Indebted, you have Gal
1: in the background, but she's not really it, and then it shifts to Bakudo. And then it shifts to Bakudo...
0: And then it shifts again to Davos later on, but really kind of going into the second season, but really... Davos around, around six really or seven, more set up. Around six or seven is where you have the, the, the villain swap in Luke Cage where you introduce Diamondback. Right. This, this character that, ha- that and, and, knows and more about...
1: mouth gets killed. You've basically gotten Black Mariah's mm-hmm. origin.
0: Yeah, and then you've got Diamondback in there. Right. And I saw that exact same film I had done here where we switched to the Bakudo storyline uh, which was cool, but not as it, it, really the momentum in the series is what's going
1: on with the Meechams. What and I like so I is, that, his, is that his, is his that back. if you really think, you know, the signs are there pretty early on. It's the Meacham and it's Harold, and yet they keep that on simmer till mm-hmm. the last episode. And
0: I love David Thewlis. I think I've always awesome. loved him. Yeah, I even like him in uh, what's the Hugh Jackman movie <laughs> where okay. he's he's uh, the monster hunter. Van Helsing? Oh, yes, yes. Because <laughs> what it's I like good. about David Thewlis is he can play a character like he did in Lord of the Rings, right. and he can turn around and play the character like he did in Van Helsing, and he can turn around and yeah, he's, play he's, he's great. Uh, he's all these different actor. characters. He's such a great actor, and he's really good in this. Uh, with Harold, I'd never seen this actor before, although he, I went and researched on him, and he's actually, you know, he's in a ton of stuff. And right off the bat, I'm like, okay, stereotypical bad corporate guy who only you, you, has... You with Ward? With Ward, with Ward, not so, with Howard. So you didn't watch Banshee? I never watched Banshee, oh. right. That's how Ward, that's the, yes. the actor. So I'm watching Ward. Ward is my favorite character, that's what I meant to say. Ward, okay. is, Ward is my favorite character because right off the bat, in episode one, it's like, get him out of my office. I'm like, okay, I get this guy. He's the corporate guy who only cares about profits, not people. Side
1: note, watch Banshee. Okay. So, you'll, you'll enjoy it.
0: And, it's, you know, it ended after three seasons, so it's digestible. It, it won't take you that long. Uh, so, I, I get Ward. I get Joy. Joy's pretty uh, charismatic, and Ward is just like, oh, I get him. He's the guy who just cares about the company over, pro- over people thing. And for the most part through the well, series, he kind of is. But his character does the most turns in the series, yeah. and he ends up in a place that I love. I love the fact that that I- last scene where they're putting... Danny and Ward's pictures together on the wall, and you see Howard's picture broken on the on the floor. I'm like, now we have a place to go. This is awesome. Well, well, this he, is really well, cool. Wait, here's
1: the question: Let's talk about the the, the the Meacham kids. You know, Ward. You can argue did Ward what was Ward's arc? Did he really go through you know a full arc? Well, at the bottom the bottom line is, is that Ward starting with Danny ultimately is Ward's interest. The question is: Did he really have a true change of heart and really want to be good and really be a good partner, or was it just self-interest by taking arm? You know, I mean, he had to go against Harold, who was fucking nuts. No, I
0: because th- because the last scene between Danny and Ward is Ward saying, "We got to build this company yeah, the right yeah. way."
1: I think that Ward truly
0: it does have a change of heart. I, I,
1: I think I think that anything you ascribe to Ward before then was really Harold pulling the strings. Yes, well. Yeah. We know he was a dick as a kid.
0: But then the character, and and he's a dick in the first few episodes, but then the character starts to show several layers once you get to the middle of the arc, and he really starts to go up against Howard and realizes there's something horribly wrong (laughs) that he's basically as a hand zombie. And uh, and you start to get these layers in the character, and by the end of it, you realize he's actually going to become one of the heroes of this thing, and ultimately he is when he shoots Howard off the roof. I thought it was awesome. I, I was totally into it. Ward's my favorite character, okay. even though I misplaced his name. Joy. Who did, starts did, out as one of uh, Danny's only well, but, confidants. But, but by the way, yeah. right
1: away, seemingly, oh, she must be nice. He's going to win her over. Then she poisons him. Totally poisons him. Okay. Then she feels bad about it. Then she's winning her <laughs> over with the M&Ms. Then you, you see the side of her with you know the corporate attorney and, you know... She's a total ball buster against, you know, the plaintiffs. Mm-hmm. But then she feels bad about that, you know? She, you know. She gives Danny the evidence to get everything back, you know. Then she gets, you know, he saves her. Then she gets mad about her father. And then ultimately, at the end with Davos, for me, it was so two-dimensional. Davos' meeting, we're going to take it down together. I felt that they left that hanging and if it isn't that she just turns around and just tells Danny, I'm going to be pissed. Because I do not buy the motivation that, oh, Danny's the source of all your problems. Like, I get that maybe Davos sees it that way because he's fucking clueless. Because he was raised in a monastery in another right. dimension. But no, it's cra- I, It's completely insane. I didn't
0: buy that last scene. After, after Joy sees her childhood friend... Come back. She's convinced it's a childhood friend. She's, she has a change of heart as well. It's kind of Danny motivated, and he's kind of teaching the he saves her life. saves her life. She sees zombie dad come back. Zombie. She gets shot. Zombie dad's killed people. She's not going to side with the people who And by are, the way,
1: when Davis is saying, oh, everything's bad because he came back, well, first of all, what about the idea that this crazy ninja crime cartel is is running drugs on the entire company yeah I mean at any time theoretically they could have gotten taken down and she'd be completely ruined right you know so he saved her from that oh she lost her job well guess what she got it back mm-hmm. you know like what did you submit zombie dad well zombie dad says it right there ultimately she's saved from that right Danny saved her from all these things. Yeah. Tragedies. What did Danny do that was so bad to her? Oh, he didn't tell her when he found out about zombie Dad because he was actually trying to protect her? It was okay for everyone else not to tell her. <laughs> you know? How pissed is she at her brother? How pissed right. is she at her actual father at the time? You know? Oh, the guy that I haven't seen in 15 years that now I trust you, how could you not tell me? Big fucking deal. Right. You know? Yeah, so I I, I don't buy that motivation to... that she would be bad at that point. Yeah, it, that is
0: that felt like a little bit of a tacked-on scene. Well, and then it, then no, you paint over, she doesn't. Uh, nobody recognizes Madame Gao sitting one table away, smiling to herself. Yeah,
1: that, that was a bit much. But um, my my ultimate statement there was: at first, I was bothered by that with Jordan, Then I said, you know what? Maybe they just seeded that so she could then just go back and tell Danny. right? Hey, you got to watch out for this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what? That would be cool. That would work for me. Yeah. Yeah, you know,
0: was, I'm interested to see how the think. I mean, I think season two will be Cunlan heavy, uh, uh, and but, 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 and
1: frankly, they should have Joy not be a bad guy, and you know, because it is TV, there should probably be a little bit of a triangle there. Sure, you know, because that that was always that's there. That's mm-hmm. that's in the episode. I mean, they might go the Omega oh, really push her being you know the bad guy because now she's jealous. But that to me that would be so just trite. You know, mm-hmm. I, I w- yeah. would be really disappointed if they do that. So, Madame Gao sitting there. Well, so, you know, initially I was a little confused with the Bakuda thing. I was like, he's against Madame Gao. Then I thought it was clever because it actually is very true to the comics that there could be warring Different factions in the hands and all that. All right. They mentioned that there's someone above, you know. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to be the Squawney Weaver character in in Defenders, but certainly someone above, that's what Defenders is going to be. Yeah. I just um, remember
0: the Sigourney Weaver's in the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be
1: cool. So, so Madame Gao, certainly, you know, she's an actress; she's going to be in it. So, you can argue that it was almost like, as much as they made the hand a big part of Iron Fist, it was sort of irrelevant and yet also not because this was a whole other side of it. Um, personally, I love anything that takes shots at Scientology, mm-hmm. and I felt that. What they did there, it was subtle. With the but the Bakuda stuff? But The Bakuda yeah. stuff was full-on Scientology. <laughs> right. You know? And I thought that was actually... I was, I, one of my favorite aspects of it, I thought that was very well done. It was very well layered from the, from the start. Because, you know, listen, we're in Los Angeles, you know, not, obviously not all the listeners will be. And in Los Angeles, you know, there's a, what goes on in Scientology and many people might not know this but it's a big thing it, it's indoctrinated into a lot of acting classes and all that yeah. this whole thing of indoctrinating people in and bringing them into this thing and making a big part of their life and it taking priority over everything else you know and that, that, that's exactly what they did here yeah so, and
0: you, you don't really know who's a Scientologist in LA not, yeah. that, not that you have to be careful because yeah. but.
1: But, but but there was a time when you first moved out here when I moved out years ago where you had to be careful Right. People were afraid to talk about it. They were afraid to criticize it. And it's definitely blown up. Blown and, and, and I remember you know, people trying but, to recruit you all oh, the, time all, all the time, time. all the time. All the time. And it was a hard sell. And, 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 and I knew I had many stories of people like, you know, God forbid you went to one meeting and then they hounded you. Forever. Yeah.
0: Forever. So, Did so, um, so, you get your headshots at Central Casting here? So supposedly my brother told me that he went to Central Casting and submitted his headshot into their database. Mm -hmm. And when you walk out of Central Casting, there's people that try and recruit you. There are people who want to cut your reel. There's a bunch of editors who are like, I'll cut your reel. And they're just standing outside like, hey, do you need somebody to cut your reel? There are photographers who are like, hey, if you need new headshots, here's my card. So those two people will give you cards. And then the nicest dressed amongst them are the Scientologists who are like, hey, do you want to network? by the pool with celebrities, and they're trying to get you to the Celebrity Scientology Center right. to network, Right. and Paul was like, what the hell was that? <laughs>
1: I'm sure. What was that? I'm sure. You know, a- anyway. Some a- people a- fall for it. It's no, a numbers a- game with them. A- you know? Let's get off our Scientology tangent, because that's not what the, sure. the listeners are here for. Um, but um, There's a little inertia left, when I thought, when it shifted to the Bakudo storyline, Again, because I think the
0: Meacham storyline and the company storyline mm-hmm. in the integration of the hand, the f- infiltration of the hand into this company is what I thought the series was really mainly
1: about. Which right. Was, was, but well, in the, well, double, the, the other one... What I liked uh, about that, about the what I call stuff. the Scientology side yeah. of it, was it, I don't want to say justified, but it made you understand the Colleen part of it. You know? Sure. Um, and it was like the... And I actually really like this notion that because the hand is that insidious. Mm-hmm. You know, even good people, like they get people, you know, they bring them over. It's, you know, it's, I mean, look. It, you see her naive students, but, but right? D- 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 it, 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 it's, you know, we're all Star Wars fans. It's the dark side. It's tempting. You don't even realize it. You know, I mean, with Star Wars, it's a little more black and white. But here, they think they're good. They don't see themselves when as bad When they start guys. beating up
0: Danny and Davos there at the exit...
1: But they, they cool th- but, they, but they think it's good. And, and by the way, so there's been a lot of criticism about some of the martial arts scenes. And one of the comments that I actually really liked um, in regards to this is, well, he doesn't seem that engaged, but he shouldn't because he's supposed to be that good. We can get into things about was Finn Jones good enough for... I didn't have a problem with him not being more fit and all that. He's Iron Fist. He doesn't have to be that fit. No, he looks like, like a
0: swimmer's body. He exactly. He I was fine
1: great. with that. Um, I mean, I did laugh. You know, and, and that, that scene uh, early on where, you know, he's running for the parade, he puts the mask on, I, and I just chuckled. I was like, okay, now I could be the stunt man the whole time, yeah. you know? But, you know, I felt that as it went on, the martial arts got better, and mm-hmm. in particular, I really enjoyed the scene with him and Davos, you know, fighting, you know, in the of, hand in, in, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, outside of their compound, or inside trying their compound. Of the yeah, compound. Trying to get out and of the compound. Yeah, trying to get out. That there.
0: was my, one of my favorite fights as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that and the, 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 the Central Park fountain. Yes, fight yes. between Davos, or between Bakudo and Colleen, right. I thought was awesome.
1: I Well, yeah, yeah that was awesome. Yeah, and, 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 this, and also, between Danny and Davos, that was decent. Mm-hmm. You know, I liked that one, too. I, I thought Davos was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, my only real complaint was at the very end, I actually, I liked his, um his whole rationale. I felt they did it, it was a bit of the Doctor Strange Baron Morto move they did there, but... um the Doctor
0: Strange Baron Mordo,
1: yeah, yeah, you know the now they made him his friend. Now, you know, in the comics, Davos, yeah, they did study together, but Davos, you know, always, was always, him. always a dick. Yep. Just they were never yep. friends, but you know, it's it's such an old paradigm of the former friend and now it goes the other way. But now but, there's but,
0: the, but, ju- the justification yeah. that you well, abandoned Cunland is ridiculous. Well,
1: and but here's my problem. My problem is Davos is right.
0: Sure. But if your main character isn't wrong, wrong sometimes, again, he has nowhere to go. But, and again, I think in that last but, but, scene, but, but, Danny but, 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 sees that he probably made an enormous mistakes. He definitely did. He's got all these dead no. hand characters he, yeah,
1: he, laying around, and he looks up, and Cullen's gone. He fucked up. But again, he could have left because he knew the hand was in New York, and he'd be just as wrong but also right. I do see the writing, you know? the, 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 yeah. the writing lapse. Yeah, here, right. yeah. he's just completely wrong. If Danny had never left Cunlon and come to New York, what would have happened? Would the world have ended? Would it affect the rest? No. They would have a little bit of, a, you know, a more of a beachhead in Rand and they maybe getting some drugs out. Sure. That's it. I haven't seen Defenders yet, obviously. It's not right. out yet. But I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have really mattered. It wouldn't have been earth-shaking. and Cunlon would be okay. Well, doesn't Foggy, am, doesn't Foggy work for... Throw uh, Jerry. For, yes. Yeah. Yeah. For oh, Jerry Yeah. So. Yes,
0: he does.
1: So it'd be Daredevil's problem to get him out, to, well, to get the hand out of Rand. Well, Hogarth wasn't involved until right. Danny brings her in. But, but the point is that I, I'm really. I mean, this is like 13 parts, 12 hours of. You know, look, Peter Parker figured out pretty quickly. You know, when he didn't stop the burglar and he killed his uncle Ben, it didn't take that long. Sure, it's a long, long time. For Danny Rand to realize, like, oh, maybe I'm supposed to do what I'm supposed to do. I've been telling everyone the whole time what my responsibility is, and I didn't do it. Sure. You know? It, it's, I'm just going to fix your mic yeah. a little bit. It's rubbing a tiny bit. Keep going. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's a really big problem for me, that lack of motivation. And I'm just I'm harping on it so much because it, really so, it could have so easily been fixed. I mean, as I've said already, the fix was actually in their story. It's not like I'm complaining that they didn't use the source material right and all that. I'm literally going with their story and everything they didn't sing. It was right there. You know, I mean, he could have been out on a quest. Or, or just give me a little more background about how he's yearning to go back. And maybe, maybe you know. He wants to find but, out what yeah, his parents But But, that. you know, he had a harsh upbringing there, yeah. But they don't give us a sense that he really hates it. You know, but you know, there, there's that moment of this is going to be your life, you're going to be out there, and there's an implication that it's freaking boring. You know, and that's sure. sort of the closest thing to motivation we have. But if you were the Iron Fist, if you,
0: if you bought into the Kundalini exactly stuff, so much to become the Iron Fist, you don't leave like, like that. The hand should be the motivation yeah. to get you out now, of And
1: here's the thing I think that they were kind of. Did you read the most recent Iron Fist series? And then, of current, so they took a little from that, it was a little bit of the idea of the thunderous daughter comes and there's a whole thing about pulling him back because it's the whole idea that he's been there too long and he does need to be there and Conlin needs him and he's abandoned it mm-hmm. you know and and, they, and then he goes back so def- they definitely I think they definitely borrowed a bit from that you know but I was just again I, I, that was, it's my biggest problem with it um the other issues are what people talk about is definitely pacing motivations are a problem um Ultimately, though, uh, he did win me over. Um, as we've said, Colleen's great. Um, there's, a, there's a discussion about lack of levity. Um, Claire Temple, if, if not for Claire Temple, she's there's no hilarious. levity. But she's hilarious. Yeah. And, and that works. But not hilarious to the point where she's just a, a no, wise-trend it's, it's not distracting. And it's the just stuff that with Luke is awesome. You know, reading the yeah, letter from prison, she makes yeah. a couple references to the prison. Yeah, it's, great. You, it's don't, great. you don't need to have seen the other stuff. If you have, it's a great Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved all that. A little bit preachy. What do you mean? When she starts going off and being so whiny, all that about not killing all that. Sure. I was like, you know what? I get that you're a nurse, but Claire but, they killed but, your friends. The they yeah, just killed your exactly. You've been through a two. little bit too much, and he's the iron fist. He's a trained ninja. His whole function is to destroy them. Mm-hmm. He needs to be killing them, <laughs> and he needs to not be listening to you whining about. And again, it. they they massacred a shit ton of people at your at your hospital. Right. You wouldn't be here if they hadn't killed a bunch of people in your yeah. hospital. I mean, because I, yeah, once again, it's like, I mean, are we even getting into the, the total Dark night move of, they pop into China, okay, and um, I think it was our friend Justin who commented like, yeah, nice warehouse in New Jersey, you know? Sure. The The
0: China episode is, Kevin Tantrone, who is a buddy of mine, directed that episode. And yeah. So, I'm, I was into it, totally into it, because you yeah. want to get, but... but there's
1: nothing about that that there's, says it's anything other than a warehouse in New Jersey. Right. It just felt like it was. Oh, by the way, we're in China right now. Oh, yeah? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's nothing about that. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy that fight.
0: You did. Yeah. But the, the, the the Crouching Tiger sword fight, I just wish those characters. Well, not just
1: that one. The, the, also, the Drunken Master was? Yes, yes. Well, I just wish
0: those characters were a little more integral to what the story was instead of just so being one-off random characters that they had to fight. Uh, and here's the thing: like people are criticizing the kung, the kung fu. I don't think those are
1: one-offs. So I again, I th- again think those are set up for later. That'd be cool. Yeah.
0: But uh, the the criticism that people are giving of the kung fu is kung fu is really hard to do on the speed of television, in the speed of production with television. Good luck trying to get anything close to an Ang Lee sequence. Yeah. Which takes forever. Mm-hmm. but good luck trying to get anything like a Shaw Brothers sequence, which is a film and takes forever in TV you're basically shooting basic coverage and doing your overs and doing your your, your two directions you're trying not to do four directions in shooting and so it really doesn't lend itself the speed of television doesn't lend itself to yeah, shooting kung fu but, but, in a place that's in a you, way that satisfies you
1: know what's wrong with, with, with that analysis
0: is into the bad lens. But Into the Badlands almost focuses entirely on the kung fu. But it's awesome. It is awesome, but it, you can't make that with the Netflix model. Why? Because the Netflix model, is, it, it's a very aggressive model. Into the Badlands focuses almost entirely
1: on the kung fu. They, it's television. They do it so well. You know, I mean, season one, they only did six episodes. They're doing ten episodes in season sure. two. So it's you not. Know? So already, it, it, don't, so, don't tell me Netflix doesn't have the money. So they have the money. Are they spending it? Well, that's the question. Because the and, budget and, on this one so fell exactly, lower. And that's exactly what a lot of people are saying is that they, they cheaped out. I would love nothing more than to do, for them to do Into the Badlands style Kung Fu
0: sequences because right. the Kung Fu is the best part of Into exactly. the Badlands. It's exactly. the reason to watch Into the Badlands. Uh, across but the board. They are throw, but they're throwing their money yeah. at yeah. those sequences. By, by,
1: by the way, listeners, if you're not watching Into the Badlands, awesome. Watch Into the Badlands. If
0: only for the Kung Fu sequences because they awesome. fucking awesome. It's awesome. But, uh, so, so, but I would want ma, nothing more But ma, I don't think that's, that, so, that's but, Into the Badlands is the is, is, it, that's, that's like the one show That is but, focusing almost entirely the, on that And doing it
1: properly But at the same time This wasn't at the level of Daredevil It wasn't even at the level of Luke Cage That is a criticism um, yeah, I so, so, do agree so, with that So you gave Listen, you gave a very good argument but your argument is, is actually an argument for, you know, it's a whole other criticism. So which is, that they didn't spend enough money here, and it shows.
0: Yeah, do you think that's that's true, that they didn't Th- that, spend that, enough That's time? what I think. I you do. Think I don't know that place? for
1: a fact, but but it felt like that. Yeah. I still, when I look at it over and say I like it, I still say they did spend a lot of money. And some of it felt It's still, it's, it, it's still, you know, a really good production. I still got 13, you know, parts, 12 hours of this that, you know ultimately I, I love it you know you've been the recipient of me yelling at you because sometimes you go off in some of the comic book <laughs> shows and I go dude first of all you said to me at one point we were talking about you know a network show and you said well yeah it's not Daredevil and I said yeah and every comic you read isn't Watchmen it doesn't mean that it's not a decent comic sure it's just they're not all going to be the best thing ever I, re- I love I-, I thought I'm looking forward to Iron Fist season 2 me too I'm really looking forward I, to and Defenders, I think it's going to be better and I think that I think this is flawed, but it is watchable, and there there was still plenty of things to like. And I think the fans agree. When you watch the the, the critics' commentary yes. on
0: Iron Fist, they're burying it. Yes. And I think some of that is social justice and, and, stuff. And I have a which few, is, fr- have is, a few friends
1: is, that you know that are quick to go, oh, I watched 20 minutes, it's garbage and all that, but sure. you know what, but... You know what? It's not for people like that. Most of those people don't actually aren't TV watchers, right? You know, people that like you know that, that go on and on and on for a year about a movie, and then they just shit all over it and hate everything about and it. If you
0: have criticism about the whitewashing of the main character, just understand that how many Asian people actually worked on this production? Like oh, Sim- yeah. Simon Ree was the stunt coordinator. He did the same thing for mm-hmm. Jessica Jones. That's what he hires. Yeah, that's who he hires. His team.
1: You go on his Instagram, uh, his, uh, his, uh, his team And are, by the way, just because I wasn't Asian, there was plenty of Asian characters in it. Mm-hmm. And, and they're not token. Right. Not at all. They're very important. You know, we haven't talked about um, one, of the, one of my favorite aspects of it was the, uh, the cage fighting. Sure. I, yeah, well, they see it on the video. It was yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm saying. Coll- and some and of it's Colleen. really brutal. It was fun. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun to great. watch. I mean, Colleen in the cage, and then she gets to the two. I mean, it was
0: awesome. Those were well shot. Those were great. Those were really well shot fight sequences. I yes. wish that
1: there was a way to have done that with those two fights. And not to go back into a comic tangent, but did you read the new Iron Fist comic that number one just came out? No. It's really good. Ed Brisson and... He's he, a good writer. And he and he does cage fighting in it. That's cool. It's, it's awesome.
0: Um, I just... I, I think that the cage fighting stuff happened so early that you're right. I had forgotten about it. It's great. But it is good, And yeah. it's, it's
1: actually really, it's a very interesting aspect of, the, of Colleen's character mm-hmm. and seeing her develop. And it's, it, it, I thought it was, it was a great moment where she used what, you know, what he taught her, you know. Um, I, I i haven't decided if it works with the revelation of her being hand. hmm You know? I mean, are we supposed to say that, because she's, the you whole idea she is have some she's so honorable and so buttoned up as if she has no outlet, you know, and yet she's hand, and are we supposed to believe that her sensei's hand, did he teach her all these honorable things and that it's not for this and all that? You well, maybe that's you the buy that?
0: well. That maybe that's the difference between Bakudo's teaching and the other because you also get her students and her students are all like, "Oh, I'm going to become a doctor. But, I'm going to become all these different things." But, 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 but and here's my other thing: And Gao's hands, are just like I, I'm a nameless,
1: I, faceless killer. All right. I get the idea that her class, you know, her students might have been at entry level into the hand, but it seems a lot odd to me where early on in the series you have. You know, I'm just walking in and criticizing, and they're all so undisciplined. And then later, those same students are all with the hand, and they're all fine. Like, I thought there was a huge dichotomy. between that, almost as if it's like, wait a second, this is a completely different story.
0: What do you mean? The, the students are all the, students, the Better
1: fighters. They're not more than better fighters. They're better fighters. They're disciplined. It doesn't seem like the students that were in that class were people that were in any way involved in this organization at this compound later.
0: Well now they're at this. They got their scholarship, bro, and now they're at this well, thing. It, and they it, spent it, it, time it, it, there. And they weren't uh,
1: oh, so you, we're supposed to think that they only just got indoctrinated in that now? No, they they've known all along that they were that. I felt that the students you think those saw students that class, know that their hand, yeah, yes, they know their hand. They've been indoctrinated, and they weren't they weren't acting like the proper students. Mm-hmm. Everything he said, his criticism, of them, we know is accurate, even if he was supposedly too harsh. Right, but. I felt like it suddenly became a completely different story. They forgot about the early episodes and that characterization. Hmm. Okay. Do you see that? Uh, I do. They're still kind of acting a
0: little, you know, naive when they come up to him in the courtyard, you know, in the the courtyard quad area. And they're like, hey, uh, you know, this place is great. This is awesome. They do seem very similar to those characters early on. And it's not until that fight that you realize maybe their exposure to Bakudo's teaching directly
1: made them better fighters. So you you think that... Because obviously, they were at the I think compound. once they got to the car, we the they ramped the it up. You think, you think they ramped up, and they haven't totally had that experience up. already. Maybe okay. All right, it's them in a completely maybe. different environment with different teachings. Maybe going to a pseudo maybe he, maybe he, he's now tapped into what they've already done before, and, he, and he's the ramp up. Okay, it's a different place. Yeah. So you know what I mean? It felt like such a switch. You know, there's like also.
0: A hundred people beating up on him and Davos. Oh, yeah. so
1: well, like uh, Once again, that scene's awesome. Dude, you get a hundred people to back me up, I'll probably be a pretty uh, good fighter. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about Davos real quick. You know, from the get-go, when you, we see him, you're know, doing the folding stuff and turning into throwing stars, all that. That was cool. And we're like, are they doing bullseye? You know, like you weren't it, sure what they were doing. It I felt like every bullseye. Every one of us went like, uh, like, wait a minute. I can't
0: wait to see bullseye. Well,
1: yeah, no kidding. But,
0: uh, it felt like bullseye, but also... um I didn't immediately, it didn't immediately register with me that that's Davos. Right, no, it, so, it, it wouldn't.
1: You didn't know. he was sinister. Yeah. And then he shows up and said, I'm like, that was awesome. And you don't know if he's, if he's waiting to kill the Meachums. Right. You don't know anything you about him. You just don't know. Yeah. And then and suddenly he shows up and he's, and he's, he's saving a the day. And it's right. like, and it's awesome. Yeah. And he shows up and even a little worst iron fist ever. You know, it's like, it's great. You, you get a really, actually, I should take it back because in those scenes, he's a great source of levity. Yeah. And in those scenes, it actually feels like an overall MCU thing, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think, like, they are playing Danny a bit lighter, even if it comes off as of naive in some scenes. Like, they are playing Danny a bit lighter than the than
1: just the earnestness of Daredevil. I'll tell you another thing Luke that Cage. I liked. Um, and again, you know, they borrowed because that a is, lot is Danny, material. Right. Yeah. So you don't watch the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, right? No. So they've had Iron Fist as a character in that initially starting as a teenager, and they really push this hippie Zen. They went, oh, he's funny. From so he's just hey dude and Zen and one with the universe all that. And I definitely saw you know aspects of that you know from the very first episode comes in, you. He's just so hippie and barefoot, you know, and you know, and, and you know, and the shirt like may as well be hemp, you know, mm-hmm. I like that. It, it, it's so that aspect. And I, and I thought I thought that's a good choice, you know, it's just very modern. I thought it was a good call also with even his music. Oh, you're old school. Yeah, you know, it, it's been 15 years ago. I don't know why it still works, <laughs> you know?
0: Right. His, his iPod? Yeah. yeah. He got the I mean, what, model you, right you, before the plan uh, of obsolescence.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're telling me that even if he didn't have batteries, so what, he just had, had it sitting there in Cunlan all this time, and then he came out and got batteries? Like, I don't know, you know?
0: Cunlan could have electricity, but it comes in lightning.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's biologically it's generated absolutely yeah.
0: biologically generated in eels. Right, they got right. a pool of eels that they just use to generate the whole place, and then, yeah. you, then you can use the internet. Um, all right, let's wrap this up. What do you want to see in Iron Fist season two and Defenders?
1: Well, obviously, I've already said you know I, I want the I want the other immortal cities. Yep. Um, for, for the listeners that don't know, Kunlun is only one of, uh, seven. of, of, se- of seven, you know, uh, immortal cities that are all exist in different planes, and at a certain point. They all line up. You know, they didn't they spend a lot of tournament. time on. They have it. a kung fu yeah. tournament. They didn't spend a lot of time on it, but the whole kung fu thing—it's for anyone that's that's a cinephile. It's Brigadoon, right? You know, it's it's this place that the, the dimensions line up only occasionally and shows up, and years in between. So it's the only time it touches. You know, this sure. plane of existence. But the idea is that there's other cities just like it, and each one has a champion. With a different and, fighting style and, and different exactly. weapon. Different, different immortal weapon. Different immortal weapon, and there's ultimately a tournament between all of them. That's
0: going to be awesome. Yeah. Let's so, really do that for season two. Oh, that would Take be note, awesome. Take note, season two. Defenders, what do you think we got?
1: So, so Defenders, I mean, it's going to be the hand, but it's going to be this bastardized, sort of Americanized, across the board... Criminal organization thing because even with Madame Gal, that's what we see. Sure. You know, but it's just going to be whatever the agenda is, it's all coming together with all these characters in New York. Which, really, is, which, is, which is the ultimate, the, the, the old school Marvel, New York's the center of it all.
0: I can't wait to see
1: Luke come into play with right. Danny. Right. And mind you, you know, a I, la, a la, so one thing they did here with Meacham is, you know, we got a little bit with, with uh, Kiragi um, mm-hmm. in Daredevil, but. They really showed the whole resurrection thing, and they mentioned the aspect of becoming less and less because that we know at the end of Daredevil season two, that's happened to Electra. Back, She's right. coming back. So, do we see De- uh, Electra in the Defenders? Absolutely. And now,
0: do we see Wilson Fisk in Defenders? Because I, I hope so, but hand, hand, I but don't I, get along.
1: Yeah, I hope we do, but I'm not expecting it because it might be too much. Sure. And there are yeah. only only
0: ten episodes on that yeah, on the yeah. Defenders. Yeah, Yeah. Now.
1: Going to the comms so that ultimately Wilson Fiske actually takes control of them. I don't see him going there. Though that could be a really interesting ending for him sure. to come in and pick up the pieces. It's a great you know that, setup for season yeah, three. Yes, th- th- Daredevil. That, 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 would be this, that would be a very smart way to do it mm-hmm. to have him st- step in afterwards. Okay. So I, I would love that, but I'm not expecting that.
0: Well, Geeks gave us there you have it. Those are Ian's wish lists for defenders, and Iron Fist season two. We recommend it. Uh, there's been a lot of criticism, as we yeah. said, but we definitely recommend. I, Iron it's worth Fist. watching. And I want to see in Iron Fist season two the master of kung fu himself, Shang Chi. That's what I want to see.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I, I think that I don't think we get a Shang Chi series if we don't get him introduced. Right, and then you can here. punish her yeah. him. Can't and him oh, and here. the other thing we left out is. I was disappointed that the Defenders are going to come together without Danny and Luke already being together. Sure. But fine. For the sake of how they're doing it, fine. But that's the big question is, do they keep on on their own? And which, by the way, does work for the sake of the immortal uh, cities and, and doing the tournament, but ultimately we want Power Man and Iron Fist. Which may
0: end up being more in the Luke Cage Season 2 than it is in Iron
1: Fist, and, and, and that's where I'm going with it. It's like, yeah, maybe. Let's do it. Makes sense. having uh, pop up there. Geeks gave us Ian and I are going to be back for the
0: next one. Definitely Guardians. Definitely. Um, but again, the news that we said at the top of the hour was the weekly podcast is coming back in April. Uh, just in time for E3 Comic Con, the big uh, movie season. And we couldn't be more excited. Uh, also, uh, we are still pimping that Loot Crate, so go to LootCrate.com Geekscape, sign up, you get a discount on your subscription, and every month they send you some pretty cool stuff. I've got some stuff that I'm going to give you, Ian, as soon as I remember to bring it. Cool. But um, I like stuff. They sent me some cool Predator stuff, and I brought it over to Mr. Cooper Barnes himself, who's a big Predator fan. He actually had a Predator-themed wedding. Uh, so, uh, former Geekscape guest, Cooper Barnes. I got him. A, I got him a lot of Predator stuff from Loot Crate, and he was pretty damn happy to get it. Uh, so if you want some cool stuff, you want to get in on that. Lootcrate.com/geekscape. Put in the the coupon code Geekscape, and you're going to get yourself a discount on that subscription. Uh, Ian, I don't know when we're going to see you next, but hopefully it's not hopefully it's not Guardians. Hopefully sooner? we get you sooner. I don't know, man.
1: I mean, you weren't into Ghost in the
0: Shell. Not into in a Ghost of the Shell. Ghost in the Shell, I'm just really busy. I'm definitely going to go down to WonderCon this weekend.
1: Uh, let's talk about that. We so to talk about I'm going it to
0: bring this recorder with me. Hopefully I can get some interviews for you guys. If not, don't hold me to it. Uh, things have been busy. But uh, good news is Geekscape, the weekly show, is coming back. If you can't wait that long, you can listen to Geekscape Games. You can listen to the Horror Movie Club podcast. You can listen to our brand new podcast, Seven of Wine. And you can listen to the 90s uh tv hour those are all brand new shows on the geekscape network love you guys ian loves you guys and we will see you guys next time